3: Uh, Talking about booze and uh, drinking in general, Uh, as of right now, the United States Department of Agriculture suggests that men should have no more than two alcoholic beverages a day. Women, one alcoholic beverage a day, and that is it. However, the United States could recently follow a move by Canada. You damn Canadians just screw everything up. Sorry. The uh, country recently adjusted its recommendations, suggesting Canadians limit themselves to two alcoholic drinks in a week's time in order to reduce health risks associated with drinking. Again, thank you, Canada, for absolutely nothing. 803 uh, 0930 star 930 1 616 WBEN. What self respecting Canadian could limit him or herself to two drinks a week? Come on. Alcoholism is as Canadian as uh, maple leaf pie. Uh, let's go to Gene. Uh, uh, I want to hear from those of you who drink. I want to hear from those of you who don't drink. Maybe people who used to drink, who don't drink anymore. Maybe people who've never tried it. Uh, and I want to hear from uh, drinkers. And if you're a drinker and you're afraid that you're going to be outed and judged by the Puritans in the audience, uh, you don't really have to give your actual first name or your actual hometown. Don't worry about that. That's not really the issue. It's uh, Jean in uh, Wales Centre. Jean, you are on WBEN. Hello. Hi, Tom. Hi.
4: Well, I am probably the most casual drinker that there is. I mean, I probably at most have, I don't know, four or six drinks a year. But part of the reason is number one, I absolutely hate the taste of beer. I've yeah. never liked that. I mean, I do, if I drink, I probably drink wine. But I, I never can understand why people feel the need to have a drink, to be social. I mean, I can be perfectly social for an entire evening with an iced tea or a Coke. I mean, I don't understand what alcohol adds to your evening.
3: I'd like to explain that to you. Uh, Some people have social anxiety disorder, Okay, And especially now, with everybody communicating on cell phones, Social anxiety disorder, uh, you have a drink or two, uh, the inhibitions are lowered, and you feel as though you can engage in more meaningful conversation.
4: Yeah, I think that's kind of sad to be that way. I know when I was a teaching...
3: Lot of pe- a lot of people have social dis- uh, disorder.
4: Well, boy, based on the number of people I see drinking, it must be 98% of the population
3: well, I mean, I mean what, what, 98% of the population can't be wrong.
4: Well, I disagree. I mean, when I was teaching high school, I had a senior class, and we'd get talking about drinking. And when I'd ask them why they'd drink, or at least especially drink to excess, they'd all say, well, party's no fun if you're not drinking. And I used to tell them, then that tells me that the people you're socializing with, you ought to find a new group of people to socialize with if you've got to be drunk to be, have a good time.
3: Yeah, see, I, I guess I just I don't view it that way. I mean, to me, uh, socializing with an adult beverage is roughly the same as shaking somebody's hand with an adult beverage. Um, or uh, it just it, It's just not that big a deal.
4: Yeah, but the only problem is shaking somebody's hand isn't going to get you arrested when you're driving home.
3: No, but it could give you a disease. I mean, it could give you COVID. I mean, you know, just say it. Life life has risks, and as long as you know your limit and stay within it, you should be okay. And if in doubt, uh, you've got friends, you've got family, and you've got the ride-sharing services.
4: Well, it's not like I don't have anything against people who drink. I mean, that's fine. But I don't see why I can't have my Coke or my iced tea or whatever for the evening and be with people who are drinking. Why anybody has to feel I'm missing something because I don't have
3: alcohol. But do they really say that to you? Do they they really say, oh, you don't know what you're missing. You ought to be half in the bag. I mean, I would think at your age, uh, the idea of peer pressure and drinking is kind of a non-entity.
4: No, <laughs> at my age, <laughs> uh, no way. But I, I think that people look at you. I've not had people. Well, number one, I don't go out socially. I don't go out to. I can't tell you the last time I went out to a bar.
3: See, so you do but, it more if you drank say, <laughs> sorry. Social anxiety, that's why. That's what's going on there. Well, I I guess I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm not yeah. trying to get you to drink. I'm kidding.
4: No, don't worry. You're not going to get me to drink. <laughs> but I, I guess, you know, you were just... The only reason I called was you said you wanted to hear from some people who either... Well, I don't. I'm not saying I don't drink. I mean, uh, it's just the crowd I run with. Are, we're mostly active in doing things. I mean, I'm the person who I think I've called you before. I, I'm the 81 year old woman who still rides her horse and takes care of her property and stuff. But most of my friends that I socialize with, we're we're more apt to do things than we are to go out to a bar at night. And I just I don't understand. I, I know. They've shown sometimes on TV in some parts of the country where there's bars that are serving only mocktails, and you see a bunch of young people having a good time.
3: Right. Well, I mean that's probably because they smoked a joint before they went in for their mocktail. I'm, I'm just, oh. I'm just saying. I'm, am just saying. I mean, everywhere, everywhere you go, you smell the aroma of skunk. So if people, I mean, I'm, I'm I'm just saying, I'm just saying that uh, there's a lot of uh, substances being uh, inhaled or swallowed by people in western New York. I'm just saying.
4: Well, none of my friends.
3: All right, my love. I thank you.
4: I okay, appreciate, I appreciate
3: the call. All right, she'll have a few alcoholic beverages a year, and obviously that's uh, totally fine. You might be a drinker. You might be a non-drinker. Uh, You might have been a drinker, but you're no longer a drinker. Uh, And if you are a drinker and you don't want people to uh, know your first name or whatever, uh, you can certainly uh, just use a fake one. You can be Sam if you're a guy, Samantha if you're a woman, and that has nothing to do with seeing bewitched reruns on Amazon. Um, uh, It is Dawn in Buffalo at WBEN. Dawn, welcome. You are on the radio. Drinking and you, where are you?
2: Well, I started out with my drinking history as quite a heavy drinker when I was a young kid, starting out when kids start uh, to partake in some alcoholic beverages, I might say. And we swallowed the worm a couple of times, if you know what I mean. Anyway, uh, I've been in great pain my whole life, actually, and I was in a couple of accidents recently that put me in greater pain, which was uh, insurmountably painful, I might say. I went to see a pain management doctor, and I was being assessed by the nurse. And she said, "Don, how much do you drink?" I said, "I drink socially." She said, "What do you mean by that?" I said, "I have a couple beers a week." Thinking to myself, uh, "Why? Why is that always a topic of discussion with somebody? You know, about any issue?" And she says, "Well, what? What so, How many social? What do you drink?" First of all, I said, "I drink beer." and she said well how many do you drink i said a couple a week maybe a couple a day depending on if i have it or not <laughs> you know and she turns around with this scared look on her face and she says you're an alcoholic and i didn't oh. need to hear that at that time the pain was so bad that uh, i almost walked out of the pain management doctor's office first of all it's not illegal to drink uh, i drink no, it,
3: i mean i'm sorry but you you don't uh, it doesn't seem like alcoholic behavior to me whatever alcoholic be behavior relax. is
2: professional person would tell a person seeking help for pain and uh, the the guilt that people try to lay on you because you drink a couple beers or even uh, your whiskey or whatever you drink, Jack Daniels or Old Fashioned. I don't know what you drink, but that's your business and it's legal to have a drink now and then.
3: Hey, I, I told you I told you before, I don't know if you're listening to the show, but uh, after, uh, I've had two very, very painful surgeries in the past couple of years and I... Absolutely, admit to using alcohol for medicinal purposes to kill the pain, and I'm talking like a bottle a day, uh, and it was absolutely, positively medicinal. I wasn't staggering drunk. It it took the edge off of the pain of the neck fusion and the uh, wee wee surgery. Sure, too
2: bad. <laughs> Too bad about the weeby surgery. I don't want to hear about that one. I,
3: well, uh, it was okay. They charged by the inch. But, um, surgery. I, I know you got rid of uh, Mrs. Nerd, but... <laughs> no, I didn't get rid of her. She got rid of me. Let's get that straight. Okay.
2: I'm, I'm 58. I'm a, Now I only drink socially, so I won't like cause you a big check at the end of the night.
3: <laughs> right. Like, Damn. <laughs> All right, my love. Thank you very much. I appreciate the call. Have a nice day. A nice All right, day. will do. I think I just got hit on. Um, 803-0930, star 930, and uh, 1-800-616-WBEN, the uh, phone number. Uh, Let's get uh, back to the calls, shall we? Um, And by the way, there were no text messages on my phone, just the Mark Poland cars lesson. Uh, Here is uh, Tom in uh, Lackawanna. Tom, you're on WBEN. Hello.
4: Hello.
5: Well, Tom, if you're today, I'm not going to drink any more or any less.
3: Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, well, it, it's, what are your drinking What are your drinking habits? Because look, I'm a social drinker. The problem is, I go out every night. I mean, so I I'm social every night, but I don't exactly. The only time I've ever been drunk in public was. Uh, uh, it was three weeks after the open heart surgery. Nobody told me I was anemic and I had the regular amount of alcohol and I literally had to be taken to the hospital in an ambulance because my blood was not used to, you know, it It, it wasn't up to the challenge of processing my Canadian coming out, uh, processing the alcohol. And it was so embarrassing. And then I find out later that, uh, everybody thought I was going to be dead by the time I got to the hospital, which was kind of cool. But anyway, I wasn't yeah, anywhere dude. close. To, I wasn't anywhere close to death. I might add, it uh, just oh, one of those, no. just one of those stupid things. I mean, what? It, does that make me an alcoholic? Because uh, three weeks after open heart surgery, I had alcohol, and nobody told me that I was anemic at that time, and that's what exacerbated the effect of the booze. I don't think so.
5: Well, that was an isolated medicinal you know, incident there, Tom. Come on. That is not no, an kind everyday, of wreck there.
3: Kind of wrecked New Year's Eve, but what are you going to do?
5: What are you going to do? I'm an everyday drinker. I uh, I, I talked to you or Beamer or maybe both. I think you did a, a show not too long ago also. Uh, Beamer did too, I think. But I'm an everyday drinker. And, you know, I'm telling, I'm telling you, if anything's bad for you, I mean, Tom, people are different. People smoke uh, how long and they never get cancer. Some do at 50 or whatever years old. Uh I'm an everyday drinker. I'm still here at 66. Nothing that I know of. I'm not, you know, drilling on my knuckles and rubbing my chest here right now, but I might be knocking wood. But um, nothing I know of that anything that I know, health wise,
6: related to drinking.
3: Let's go to Dan in uh, Chicktawaga. You are on WBEN. Hello. Hi, Tom. I promise I won't swear. Hey, no, I want to smash um, a bottle over the guy's head right now, but that's another story. <laughs> Uh,
6: my wife has a, a drink every evening She's 70 years old, I'm 77 And she has a drink every evening It calms her down uh, sh- She wants to work So she still works But uh, it, it's it's fine uh, I, I quit drinking and uh, drugs back in the 70s After I came back from Vietnam And I'll tell you, I was the most popular guy On New Year's Eve and j- j- time we went out drinking, and i did I wouldn't drink, but nobody cared and uh it, it, and my wife's been drinking ever since, and she doesn't drink a lot anymore, but it's fine. I think it's a social social thing that's very important for the younger generation and uh it it's it's exactly what you said it's just a great social benefit. And the the, the uh, time today, because of the pandemic, it's perfect.
3: Well, here's so, here's I, the problem, though. For yeah. as uh, as um, uh, enhancing of the social experience as alcohol can be, there is a fine line. Uh, actually, there's a rather thick line between somebody who can drink socially and somebody who gets plastered and becomes a loud, uh, yeah. s- a slobbering uh, drunk. I, I mean, have, yes. you ever, have you ever been in a bar where somebody is just so drunk that they think every word they are saying has to be preached as though it's in the town square?
6: Absolutely, and that I agree with you there. You, oh, obvious. Obviously, if uh, when you end up having an uncontrollable drunk, that's that's problematic.
3: Luckily, yeah, like I, the more people, the more people drink, yeah. the louder they get. Yes, yes. And I've, I've seen bartenders give tables a really dirty look. I don't know if they kept serving them, but they got dirty looks all right.
6: Well, that's another so, story. The, the bars need to regulate better and control that type of thing. But well, that's another I, in st- my issue. experience,
3: they, they typically do. So tell me, Sergeant Smack, why were you the most popular guy in, uh, in, in the service?
6: Uh, not in the service. I was uh, – Doing a lot of drugs and uh, alcohol in, in in NAM. And uh, when I came out, I came out in 69 and continued to drink and do drugs until one morning I woke up and I said, I'm heading south mentally. And uh, so I said, I, I'm going to quit alcohol and drugs. I quit the same day.
3: So what what drugs were you on in uh, in Nam? I know they had a an opium issue, a heroin issue, a weed issue. Yeah. Is that it?
6: Yeah, basically it, it, nothing more than that. I mean, obviously speed was involved too because uh, keep awake during those night hours of unusual activity. So, but yeah, the usual. Well,
3: but you know that's that's not unusual in the in the Second World War. Believe it or not, the uh, the Wehrmacht, the German army, actually gave right. its soldiers pervitin, which basically was crystal meth, and that's why yeah. the the German soldiers were seemingly indefatigable. That you couldn't stop them. They never slept. Of course, it also right. made them increasingly violent and psychotic. Uh, but yeah. basically, the Wehrmacht uh, was basically a bunch of meth heads.
6: Yeah, my wife may
3: think I'm psychotic, but I'm not. Well, that's not exactly a ringing endorsement, sir. So, <laughs> what, what is your uh, what, what is your what is your take uh, as a grown man and veteran on drinking in
6: 2023? Uh, again, for me, it, it's uh, I don't mind people drinking at all. As, as to your point, though, about the drunks, yeah, that's that's where the line's been crossed. But I really don't mind people casually drinking daily type of thing.
3: Yeah, fair enough. I mean, nobody likes to see somebody staggering drunk or anything like that. I right, uh, thank, right. thank you very much. I appreciate the call for just joining us. Uh, right now, our government says if you're a man, two drinks a day is fine, if you're a woman, one drink a day is fine. But now the United States may adopt the the principles of those lousy Canadians, two drinks a week for men, one drink a week for women, if I'm reading this correctly. In Buffalo, New York, I'm going to tell you for most people, that is going to be impossible. Okay, We're talking two drinks at lunch. Okay, 803-0930, star 930, I, I watch you out there. In the real world, I do. Uh, I do it from the shadows and in stealth with great secrecy. But I watch. 803-0930, Star 930, and uh, 1-800-616-WBEN. And uh, I have had so much to drink during this show today. uh, But it's just been vitamin water, zero sugar. Thank you very much. On News Radio 930 WBEN.
0: Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
3: Loves, It is uh, Bowerly on News Radio 930 WBEN, and uh, talking about alcohol. The uh, United States may change its uh, alcohol recommendations from two drinks a day for men, one drink a day for women, to two drinks a week for men, and one drink a week for women, following the Canadian model which, by the way, I'm sure that's a big hit in Canada as well. I don't think we've heard from any Canadians uh, today, but are you going to be following? Would you follow these guidelines? Would, would you follow these guidelines? I don't. I honestly don't see how the majority of people in Buffalo <laughs> and most of the drunken Canadians who listen to this program, I really don't see how they're going to be able to follow these guidelines. Okay? Okay. You know, every element of life involves some risk, whether it's no matter what it is, you name it, and there's risk associated. Cross the street, there's risk. Ask the deer that is lucky to be alive only because of my cat-like reflexes last night. I've never come so close to hitting a deer as last night. It was, it was so fast, and thank God. God, I've got the reflexes I do because otherwise uh, it would have gotten its rear legs broken and it would have been very unpleasant for all involved. Um, Anyway, I would have gotten a nice coat out of it maybe, but 803-0930 is the uh, phone number, star 930 on the cell phone, 1-800-616-WBEN. I want to hear from people who drink. You don't have to give us your real name, you lush. Um, I want to hear from people who have never had anything to drink. I want to hear from people who were... Drinkers, but had a problem with drinking and they quit drinking. Um, and, and how big a role in your life does drinking play? Buffalo, the, the old T-shirt said, Buffalo is a drinking town with a football problem. Remember that shirt? That was uh, pre-Josh Allen, by the way. Here's uh, Mark in Amherst on WBEN. Mark, you are on. Hello.
5: Hello. How's it going? Yes, sir. So... Um, when I, if I go out, I usually drink like maybe two drinks a night, and I kind of like, you know, nurse it along, knowing that, especially if I have to drive. So I try to be responsible about it. But one of the things I've seen in the news lately is they're trying to introduce a lot of different flavors of non alcoholic drinks. Yes. So, you know, maybe that could be an answer to I want to go out and socialize. Yeah, I can drink, but doesn't that necessarily have to have alcohol in it?
3: Uh, not really, no. because not really, because uh, every bar stocks cranberry juice, club soda, Pepsi, Coke, some stock Dr. Pepper, and I'll never understand that. Um, I mean, there there are already plenty of choices out there in the non-alcoholic world, and people, right. if they are so inclined, already they can just ask for a straight orange juice.
5: Well, the point is, they're making more non-alcoholic, like beer, so it's not just you know one or two brands are coming out with with the flavors and all the other stuff that the regular beer has but it's non-alcoholic so that could be kind of an interesting twist to the issue of alcohol
3: yeah have Have you ever had non-alcoholic beer yeah <laughs> yeah did you ever wonder about the goat from which it came because i do yeah. It's not I uh, it's not I'm like, sorry, non alcohol I, I don't s I never saw the point of non alcoholic beer. It's like having steak without protein. Yeah. I mean that's just well, my I'm own just, personal my own personal belief. I mean, if you like right. the taste of beer, you might as well just I mean, but you don't like the alcohol, uh forget the taste of beer and just drink cranberry juice instead. It'll do your urinary system some good maybe. Who knows?
5: Yeah. Well, I just think things are you know, the flavoring beers and doing all these different things and with cider and everything else, and maybe they're going to do the same thing with the non-alcoholic version of it, and maybe it'll taste the same.
3: I'm not even Uh sure what percentage of the market non-alcoholic beer uh, claims and and who the target audience is for non-alcoholic beer. Is it people fighting alcoholism? Is it, uh, I don't know. I don't know the target audience for it. Yeah um you know NA beer i don't i, I never quite get it. i mean near beer maybe um but yeah. the uh w- what what is your personal uh preference your personal habit when it comes to drinking sir
5: um like i said if i drink socially and i go out i limit myself to two drinks
3: so how often would that be is it once a day is it a couple times no, a I, week
5: no it, it's probably you know, on the weekends mostly, or if there's something going on during
3: the week. So,
5: you know, maybe twice a week, but mostly on the weekends.
3: Very, very uh, interesting, sir. Very interesting. I uh, thank you for the call. I don't know who out there drinks non-alcoholic beer, but perhaps we shall hear from some of them. Uh, right. Thank, Thank you. All right. Uh, lines are open at 803-0930, star 930, and 1-800-616-WBEN. want to talk to you about your uh, your drinking. How often do you drink? What do you drink? Are you into the beers? Are you into liquor? Are you into wines? Maybe you're into the non-alcoholic beer. I don't know. It's just uh, I, I tried a sip of it once, and uh, it uh, – it, it didn't do anything for me, quite frankly. Um, I prefer tequila as my poison of choice, um, quite frankly. Uh, it's the one of the lower calorie alcoholic beverages, uh, and that basically is why I switched to it. You know, I got to be health conscious with my alcohol decisions. Um, it, it, and, and can you uh, uh, can you see yourself limiting yourself to two drinks a week, men, and one drink a week, woman? And uh, as I've said, too, uh, there definitely is a – there's a wine cult out there in uh, western New York and in the United States, probably in the entire western world. Wine, wine, wine. And I don't mean with an H. I mean vino, baby. Uh, Do you drink? Did you give it up? Um, What is a realistic number of – how much would somebody have to drink in a week, in your opinion? In your opinion, how many drinks a week makes somebody an alcoholic? How many drinks in a week? Because you can't say in a day because it might be one day of the year, right? But how many drinks in a week would you say make somebody an alcoholic? 803-0930 is the uh, phone number. Star 930 on the cell phone. And 1-800-616-WBEN. Lines are open for you for the first time all day after a rousing beginning. Let's bring this to a rousing climax. Um, it, when, when did you start drinking? Uh, when I was growing up, the drinking age was 18. And then it became 19. And then it became 21. And I think I mentioned this, well, I know I mentioned this earlier, but uh, going to UB in the early 1980s, and I don't know if it's still there, they had the Raths Keller, which was basically a pub for UB students. I think it was open evenings. I think I went there once, like when I was 17, 18 years old, I don't even know. But uh, are, you, are you a drinker? Are you a former drinker? How much do you drink? And, and, and what is your drink? Is it beer? Is it uh, liquor or the hard stuff? Is it wine? I, I want to know where you guys are when it comes to your drinking degeneracy. 803, and I, I say that without judgment. And, you know, it's, uh, it, it's kind of interesting because, I mean, I, I can't escape the irony that here in New York State we have uh, legalized recreational marijuana, right? Yet now the United States is, is going to be saying, it appears, well, you know what? When it comes to alcohol, we're recommending no more than two drinks a week for a man and one drink a week for a woman. At the same time as we see states across the country uh, legalizing marijuana for regular use. And who knows, maybe that will cut down on drinking. Maybe, hey, maybe some of you listening used to be drinkers, but now all you do is hit up the bowl or the bong or the joint which always seemed like a waste to me, but 803-0930-STAR-930 and 1-800-616-WBEN. And if you're a drinker and you want to call in anonymously using a, a fake name, that's fine because uh, th- your name doesn't matter, your hometown doesn't happen, uh, or it doesn't matter. You can say that you're Tim from Tuscaloosa, and quite frankly, uh, that's uh, that's fine by me. And I guess I can add uh, one more element into this um, and this uh, – is there what, – what is the most embarrassing thing – I don't know if you want to get into this – what is the most embarrassing thing you or somebody you have seen do when they were drunk? The most embarrassing thing you have seen someone do or maybe you have done yourself when you have been drunk? Um, people who are intoxicated are, by definition, not in full control of their faculties. And there is a little fawn running around Williamsville right now, only alive because of my strict adherence to a policy and incredible cat-like reflexes. You have no idea how close this deer came to the car. It, it, it was the closest ever. I mean, you could see the deer ticks on the fur. That's how close that this deer was last night. And it's only alive because of my expert driving. Thank you. Uh, let's go to uh, Joe in uh, Chicktawaga. Joe, you are on WBEN. Welcome. Hey, Tom. Good afternoon. Yes, sir.
0: Yeah, um, I agree with some of the callers uh, before where I'm, I'm overall just kind of against the drinking culture. Uh, not necessarily against you having a beer or two with a friend or a glass of wine, but just this overall kind of uh, this need to to constantly binge drink. I haven't actually been able to drink in the last five years due to a heart condition, unfortunately. So being sober and seeing the other side of the coin really put puts things in, in perspective. Um, I used to drink when I was in my late teens and early twenties, a little bit more uh, in all that using as a, you know, I was kind of, I was shy and introverted. So I would use alcohol as, you know, that liquid courage, um, or I would use it to play hockey to get more of an edge. You know, I become more competitive and, and more, a little bit more loose. But when you see the other side of the coin, uh, it's a little bit different. I mean, um, last year I had lost a, a really good friend of mine. I mean, I, he didn't pass away, but I mean, we were friends since we were about seven, eight years old, and uh, I was living with him at the time because as I was out of the military, I was looking to get a loan from the VA and get my own house. And he comes home. He's had a history with drinking. He's had three DWIs. Um, oh, my goodness.
3: Has- I, I want to I, – look, everybody wants to hear this story, including me, but I'm a prisoner of the clock. I need to break, and then I'm going to come back to okay. you on the other side. I apologize for having to do this, but I don't have a choice. Please understand, I get in trouble if I don't hit certain breaks at certain times. Uh, let's get uh, back to the calls. Joe in Chitawaga. Uh, Joe does not drink any longer because of some heart issues and uh, – just kind of curious here about uh, what happened with his friend, having seen the other side
0: of the coin. Yes, well, uh, last spring I was living with uh, this guy who was like my best friend, and we've known each other since the sandbox, really. And um, he's had three DWIs in the last he – he's had his license suspended in New York for like the last decade, actually. And he came home one afternoon and just drunk in just this drunken rage Um, and he, you know, talking to him when he's sober, he's like the nicest person in the world. But as soon as he would have a couple drinks and he's the type of guy, like a lot of folks out there where they can't just have one drink or two, they have to just constantly crush beers. It's like a contest. Uh And he would, he just came back and he was in this blackout drunk eyes glossed over and we didn't get into a physical altercation, but he was getting more angrier and animated Ended up throwing a lot of my stuff down the stairs, basically kicked me out. Um, and oh, I had dude. to get the cops involved to escort me back over there. And then when we came back with the police, a lot of my stuff was outside on the lawn and then like up and down the stairs. And he actually took my shot. I left my shotgun there and he actually took the shotgun out of my room and had it in his room with him. And I had to tell the cops right away, Hey, look, you know, my shotgun's missing. So they knock on his door and yeah, he had my shotgun in the room with him. until this day. I have no idea what he planned on doing with that, with that shotgun, whether he was going to use it on myself or our himself. Did you Um, get it back? Did you get it back or did the cops take it? No, the cops just took it from him and I ended up, we ended up going downstairs and I downloaded it and everything. And I was out the next day, but that's the dark side of binge culture, alcohol culture. And I sympathize with anyone who, um, you know, had a drunken parent or a close friend or a relative who was, you know, dealing with something like that. And over, you know, just overall, I'm just not a big fan of like the drinking culture a blackout, drunk culture of, uh, because it gets you in trouble with fights, with drama. You can end up in a matteriza situation. You know, it could lead to other drug use. I, I, the one time I walked into a bar, uh, after it was, you know, it was like in December, this was years ago. I'm at the urinal cause I had to, to go. And the guy next to me, I, I sniffled a couple of times and the guy next to me is like, Hey, do you got any? <laughs> I'm like, no, dude, I don't do that. I don't do that. And he's like, Oh, well, you sound like you do. But just like how drinking can can lead to other things and making very bad decisions that can mess your life up permanently. If well, that, there's no, so. but
3: but you you have no idea of knowing whether you know what what was his drug of choice first. I mean, maybe he was drinking because he couldn't find any cocaine. I'm just I'm just saying I mean people people put all kinds of stuff into their body but my daily admonition it seems um anybody who's doing heroin or cocaine right now you're playing Russian roulette with a cylinder with five out of the six chambers loaded and it's going to kill you and it's not worth it so don't do it I mean it's real simple
0: yeah absolutely no doubt but I, I guess it's just that you know that, that nightlife culture like that where one thing can lead to a next one thing could lead to the next and it could, could just put you in a a hell of a lot of trouble so
3: next next thing you know you're out in the parking lot with a chick you thought was a chick um but anyway uh, yeah, haven't you, you we want to avoid that tom <laughs> haven't we all been there anyway um that's that's really interesting uh i'm sorry to hear i mean that you, you bring up a great point the the rage drunk how many of you have had experiences with enraged drunks and some people, when they're in their cups, they become very obnoxious. Some become very slurring and over-talkative. Some become very loud. Uh, but typically speaking, you talk to any cop, they would much rather deal with somebody who's been smoking weed than somebody who is drunk in the way that your friend was drunk because they have no idea what they're doing. They, as you said, they're in a like, like a blackout state and uh, that could have ended up very tragically for you, the officers or your friend or everybody.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's no doubt about that. You just never know. Like, and that's the, the messed up thing about it is that when, you know, somebody could appear to be the nicest person, but they harbor all these demons and he's repressed. He, I mean, he, what, the things he said to me after the fact, too, like he harbored all this deep resentment towards me. This is somebody that he was like my brother. And I had no clue that he harbored this resentment for me until the alcohol came out and he said all these things to me. Hey, I don't care what happens to you. I don't care if you die. So, uh, well, it's, it's just tough an to it's, it's tough to
3: say. The the Romans had an expression in veto veritas, in other words, in wine there is truth. People speak the truth when they're drunk. Or was it just the ramblings of an insane drunken person? You'll never know. But he's out of your life, and uh, you know, sometimes people are a lot better out of your life than they are in your life. Believe me, thank you very much. I appreciate your uh, I appreciate your call. Eight oh three oh nine thirty. Good good stuff so far, gang. Uh, keep it keep it coming. Uh, especially would like to hear from some of our younger callers. Um, are you really drinking less and smoking more? Sounds like an ad from the 60s. Smoking more but enjoying it less? My doctor recommends Camels. Um, 803-0930. Pellavia says it all the time. It stays with me. 803-0930, star 930, 1-800-616-WBEN. Very interesting show so far. And, uh, look, I'm a social drinker. I don't keep booze around the house unless I'm going through a very painful post-surgical recovery period. And then I legit use it to uh, numb the edges of the pain because sometimes the meds just don't quite do it, like with spinal surgery and uh, wiener surgery. Um, It is 351. (laughs) It's actually 357 at News Radio 930 WBEN. WBEN. Um, if I described what was done to me two years ago, every man would just be wincing. It was absolutely horrible. That's powerly on news radio, like a Ted's hot dog on the grill. Can you imagine that? Eight oh three oh nine thirty on
7: WBEN. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact.